Good morning. Welcome to Daily Exhortations. Uh, today we're going to be looking at Exodus chapter number 4. Exodus chapter number 4. And we're going to start in verse number 18. I know it's kind of the middle of a paragraph here. Um, but in this section, God shows us a story, which honestly to me was kind of shocking. We'll talk a little bit more about that as, as we get into it. But uh, Exodus 4 verse 18. And Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said unto him, Let me go, I pray thee, and return unto my brethren which are in Egypt, and see whether they be yet alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. And the Lord said unto Moses and Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought thy life. Okay, so there's an important change of events there. After God has called Moses to send him back into Egypt, God affirms that all the people who knew about the fact that he had murdered that Egyptian, they have all died. They have all passed away. Verse 20, And Moses took his wife and his sons and set them upon an ass, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. <clears throat> and the Lord said unto Moses, When thou go, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is kind of getting messed up. When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. And in these next couple verses here, we see that God highlights the fact that obedience is important. Obedience is important. God tells Moses, when you returned, make sure you do all these signs that I've told you before Pharaoh with the rod that I've put in your hand. But he highlights on the flip side that Pharaoh is not going to be obedient. God says, I will harden his heart that he shall not let the people go. And so obey, uh, Pharaoh is not going to obey the message that Moses brings. But Moses, you make sure that you obey my message. And the consequence to Pharaoh is that uh, if he doesn't obey, he says, If thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Now we know that Moses comes into Egypt, he proclaims this message to Pharaoh and says, let my people go. And Pharaoh refuses to let the people go. His heart is hardened. And in the end, those, those, uh, God brings the 10 plagues upon Egypt. But the 10th plague, the climax of those plagues, is the death of the firstborn. So God follows through on his threat that he will slay thy firstborn son, Pharaoh's firstborn son. But he gives him time. He gives him those 10, ten plagues to repent, and, Mo, and Pharaoh does not repent. So God is laying before Moses here the principle that obedience is important. And if there isn't obedience, there are consequences. Verse 24, though, is one of the, where the, the surprise comes, in my opinion, in this story. It says, And it came to pass, by the way, in the inn, that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Okay, who is the him? This is Moses. God meets Moses in an inn along the way, and God seeks to kill Moses. Why would he do that? He's just called Moses to go to Egypt and to preach a message. God knows that Moses is going to stand before Pharaoh, 
and going to proclaim, let my people go. So why does God try to kill Moses? Now, here's here's one thing I think that we need to keep in mind. If God wanted to kill Moses, would Moses be alive today? No, he would not, or not today, but would he be alive any further than this story? No. God, if he really wants to kill somebody, it's, he's going to be successful at it. There's nobody who can withstand his might. So when it says here that God sought to kill Moses, but yet he didn't, there must be something else going on here, right? Verse 25, Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. And then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. And the Lord said unto Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And he went and met him in the mount of God and kissed him. But let's just focus on this little tiny story tucked in here, right? Where God tries to kill Moses. I think the implication from this text, it doesn't spell it out in every single detail, is that Moses knew that his children were supposed to be circumcised. They are Jews. They're they're identifying with the Jewish people. They are going back to Egypt to free the Jewish people. And yet, Moses has not circumcised his children. Now, they are partially Midianites, but he has a responsibility to obey God's commands in this matter. And the Jews have been practicing circumcision since Abraham and Isaac. And so this is not something new that Moses did not know, was not aware of, especially since he knew he was a Jew. In some way, he had this knowledge. He was raised by his mother until he was of an age where he could be turned over to Pharaoh's daughter. But he had a knowledge about this. And so I believe that when when God sought to kill Moses in that inn, what he was doing was he was telling Moses, obedience is always important. And no man is too big to be disciplined by God. Pharaoh's not too big, but guess what, Moses? You're my tool that I'm sending to go bring this message. You're not too big either. And as preachers, as pastors, as Sunday school teachers, as anybody in the church, really, we need to remember that you are never too big to get away with disobedience to God. So Zipporah takes a sharp stone. This is why I believe that it was related to the sin of not circumcising his children. But Zipporah takes a sharp stone and cuts off the foreskin of her son. She circumcises him and casts it at Moses' feet. So, And she ridicules him. She says, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me because of this matter of circumcision. And then we see that the Lord lets him go. He doesn't kill Moses, okay, because of this issue of circumcision. But the challenge that we all need to keep in mind today is this, is that we need to obey God. We will never be too good of a Christian, too important to the kingdom of God, too popular, too prestigious, or have too big of a church where people look at us and say, he is a mover and shaker within Christianity. We will never get to the point where we are too big for God to discipline us and to deal with us when we are being disobedient. And so the challenge here is don't ever don't ever think that you can just get away with it. Don't ever think that God's not going to deal with it, that God's just going to ignore it, that 
You're too valuable to him for God to deal with the sin in your life. God loves you too much not to deal with the sin in your life. Hebrews 12 teaches us that God chastens us, not because he's angry at us, not because he wants to hurt us, but he chastens us for our good. So let's take obedience to God seriously and let's respond immediately to the chastening of the Lord. Have a great day. God bless.